Welcome to the Startup of the Year podcast, where each episode we showcase exciting new companies from around the world. This podcast is produced by Established, creators of the Startup of the Year program. Established is focused on helping organizations with their innovation, startup, and communication strategies. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Startup of the Year podcast. I'm Frank Gruber, the co-founder and co-CEO of Established, co-founder of Established Ventures, and the team behind the Startup of the Year community and this very podcast. Welcome back if you're a regular listener, and welcome here for the first time if you're new. Glad you could join us. In this episode, we're going to hear a conversation I had with Jenny Fielding, who's the general manager of the fund. In our conversation, she's going to share a little bit more about her background and for building the first corporate accelerators out there and uh, her career as an entrepreneur and, and venture capitalist. Uh, the interview actually took place at our ninth annual Start the Year Summit, which was uh, produced down in Tampa Bay, Florida. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And if you joined us, uh, you know what I'm talking about. If you didn't, Um, Well, we're going to share a lot of information and knowledge that we learned along the way. So let's get to it here in a minute. And uh, before we do that, I want to let you know that all the sessions that we do have are going to be shared through this podcast um, that we created at that summit. And there's also out there on the internet. So if you go to our established channel on YouTube, you can actually see the live stream from the event and get a chance to listen into some of these conversations that we had. So just go to SOTY.link forward slash EST. Uh, YouTube, and you can learn, uh, find it there and learn more from these different uh, great speakers and investors and thought leaders. All right, let's jump right in with Jenny Fielding. Thank you. Thank you for being here today. I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about your journey and getting into venture. I know you have an interesting background um, in coming from uh, being a lawyer, right? And and turning that into an investment banker. We don't tell people that anymore. We don't talk about Bruno. Anyway, uh, that's a whole other story, right? But we basically let's talk about how you got into this and your background as an investment banker and what led you to venture because it's a you know not a direct path yeah so um kind of took a very traditional path went to law school and uh, then found myself at jp morgan um i'm not really sure why or how both my parents are entrepreneurs they work for themselves they're not tech entrepreneurs but running their own businesses but somehow i found myself in a very traditional path um, and then one day, I'm like your typical empath founder. One day, I had an idea for a startup, and that was it. So it was 2007, um, and I had like a personal thing that I needed to solve. And so nights and weekends, I would kind of you know hack on it with a bunch of people. And um, that's when I started my first company. It was in the mobile voice over IP space, um, and really just have been building companies and investing in companies since then. Right. So you, and you sold that company, right? You sold that company, you exited and then I sold that company. Then I started a mobile marketing company. And at the time people were like, well, what's this mobile thing? Like Americans were just not really like keyed in Mm -hmm. to the fact that, you know, this was going to be the next kind of screen. This was going to be the next medium for people. So wild to think about now. I know. Well, 2007, like the iPhone had just come out. And so it was a really, really different time. Definitely. Okay. So you then went on to basically create some of the, the first, first accelerator, right, for corporate accelerator. You, you jumped into a corporate world and, and started doing accelerators before there were accelerators. Can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah. So um, actually, so right after I sold my company, I was thinking of my next idea for a company. And um, I was going to take six months off and travel around the world. And uh, my first stop was, I mean, I literally was going to like Southeast Asia and Africa. I had this like whole, I had literally a backpack packed. Um, and my first stop was London because it was from New York. It was kind of the, the way. And um, I end up at a dinner party and I end up sitting next to um, folks who are running uh, the BBC. 
and they were looking to build out um, a venture group. And so by the end of the night, I had had a job. Wow. And so I called all my friends and they were like, wait, you're around the world trip. You made it to London. And so I just stayed <laughs> so, like I got an apartment in Notting Hill and I just like lived in Stay London. There. And they were like, that is the lamest thing I've ever heard. Um, that's that's so, going with the river, whatever yeah. it takes you. That's so awesome. I, I spent four years there, um, built the first um, really corporate accelerator in Europe. It was called BBC Labs. And from there, I realized that, you know, I had made a lot of mistakes as an entrepreneur. It was an incredible experience, but that I was probably better as kind of a coach and a mentor than right. I was in an entrepreneur. And mm -hmm. so um, I really found what I consider to be my life's work, which is supporting founders. Right. And so then you, you basically jumped into Techstars, right? And you, you got lured in, right? Like into Techstars. Everyone gets lured into Techstars. <laughs> um, they lured you in and yeah. then you stay as a mentor and then you stayed yeah. and you ran the New York program for a while. So um, obviously that's, that's a, that's a long chunk of time. You were there for like seven years and then, then you spun out and now you're with the, the fund. So I'm giving you the quick version here for everyone because we don't have a lot of time, but I want to talk, really focus on the fund now and tell us a little more about the fund. Yeah. So, um, I really learned pretty much everything, uh, I know about venture, um, at Techstars from the other managing directors from, um, you know, David, Brad, all those people. Um, and in, about four years ago, um, I started a little side hustle fund, which we comically called the fund because we're like, oh, everyone's raising a fund, so we'll just be the fund. Um, and started it with a bunch of founders and operators just in New York City. We pulled some capital, a few million dollars from other founders and operators. Mm -hmm. We were going to invest just locally in our ecosystem. Mm -hmm. um, so small fund, we ended up investing in 50 companies, many um, you know, tech stars companies, local companies, um, and all of our capital was just sourced from our community. And so instead of having kind of a one-to-many model where it's like, you know, Jenny needs to support this portfolio of 50, what we did was pretty unique is we said this is a many-to-many -many model is that we will kind of crowdsource the deals from our community, we'll crowdsource the, the learnings, the diligence, and then we'll have an investment committee um, so there isn't, you know, it's not, it doesn't uh, waste founders' time and it's not really structured like an angel group. But then we'll have a community that can support those founders as opposed to kind of one general partner. Right. Um, and so that was that was the model. And, and uh, then it evolved. <laughs> uh, right. And so it scales because I think I read you've invested in 160 companies in four years because you, you, that's a lot for you to manage all at one time. Right. So so you scale it by having that community, it sounds like. Exactly. So in 2020, when we were all sitting in our homes, me and my sad apartment in New York, I had a lot of time on my <laughs> literally hands. literally were just writing checks. That's what it sounds like. You were just... Well, I was thinking of new ideas. And okay. so um, we actually started getting a lot of inbound from other founders and operators in other locations saying, hey, I saw what you did with the fund. I think that model would work here, you know, fill in the blank. Um, and so in 2020, we were able to launch kind of satellites of the fund. Um, oh, okay. So we launched one in the Rockies, one in Austin, one in L.A. and London, um, all with local investment committees and all, you know, sourcing local capital. And so now we're running um, nine of these communities. Wow. Um, and essentially, they act almost like scout funds where there's a community, there's kind of a, a playbook that we've built, and there's um, a methodology for how we're sourcing um, and investing in local companies. So our portfolio has 170 companies in it. Wow. Um, Not up since we last mentioned it. I know. I know. I think we just wrote a check today. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. as we a, speak, pretty much a check, a check uh, a day. Wires are going out. Okay. So 
that's great. So what do you look for in these investments? It sounds like it's it's different in every it's gonna be different in every region because you've got different investment community or committees and whatnot, but is there a general like set of criteria that you're looking for in, in that that team or the company? Yeah, so we are vertical agnostic, but we're very stage specific. So we only do like pure pre-seed. And so these mostly are rounds about 500K to maybe 1.5 million. Um, first check-in, not, you know, not afraid to be that first commitment and help those rounds actually come together. So we are often, even though we're a small check, we can be a catalyst for those rounds. Um, and then in terms of what we're looking for, um, you know, I was, you know, as I said, kind of that empath founder, and we're really looking at founders that um, have that uh, passion to solve their own problems and problems that they see in the world. Mm -hmm. um, we're not an impact fund, but we like to say, you know, we're investing in world positive, um, and we're really excited and proud of our portfolio. We have a lot of companies in women's health. We have a lot of companies in fintech and future of work. So things that we think are, um, you know, making the world a better place. Well, that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Um, cause that was my next question. So I, I saw a tweet out there that you made about, um, all the, uh -oh. yeah, it's, uh, it's on Twitter. Have you heard? No, uh, you're active on that situation. Okay. So let's see all VC fund or also even VC money is great until, and then you listed a bunch of red flags. And I wanted to highlight that because I think it's important for our audience, both here and on the live stream. Hey, live stream. Good to see you. Glad you're here. Um, wanted to just kind of make sure that you could share some of the advice that you give the start, uh, startups that are pitching VCs. Because it was a great list, and I thought that it'd be good to kind of talk through some of those things. Yeah, so, remember so the point of, of that tweet was um, actually a founder had a very unfortunate um, situation, which was, um, you know, there were kind of hard times. It was, mm -hmm. it was 2020, and things weren't really working out. And even though this founder owned the majority of their company, the, um, the investors actually weren't happy and wanted the founder kind of out. And so they were able to be quite crafty um, and through leverage, not through the power of ownership in the company, but through kind of leverage, were able to essentially get him to step down. And it was, it was pretty, you know, kind of traumatic all around, but it was a good reminder that you know, venture capital money um, comes with, um, you know, consequences in a way and that you have to pick your investors well and that you have to really um, understand like what this means. And we've in the last few years, we've just been living in these kind of glory times where, you know, founders have a lot of control and there's a lot of money out there. But, you know, that can change on a dime if you're not kind of living up to the expectations of what that, you know, what that money entails. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so also for the startups out there, what, are there certain ones or, or certain types of companies or certain companies you're thinking of that you've invested in that you're closely watching or thinking about right now? Like what's top of mind for you? Like what, what gets you excited? I've heard a lot of folks talk about different things that they, they care about here today. And some are in the metaverse, you know, metaverse and some are here in real world and all that. So tell me a little bit more about what you're what you're thinking about, what, what excites you as an investor? Yeah, so this might be a surprise, but I've built a portfolio of about half a dozen companies in Nigeria. So oh, wow. um, I've been quite excited about the ecosystem there for a number of years um, and developed a, a nice little community. Um, I'm getting really great referrals from the founders that I've invested in. Um, I had a few go through my Techstars companies. They're mostly in kind of infrastructure, whether it's fintech or kind of logistics. But um, I think developing countries are a massive opportunity right now. And I'm yeah. really excited to lean in. That's really interesting. We've seen a lot of companies come through our community that are literally doing that in the fintech space and infrastructure. So love hearing that. I'm glad to hear that you're investing in those. Um, so obviously, being a part of Techstars for so long, very focused on mentorship and whatnot, 
What are some things that you've learned along that journey that you pulled out of Techstars and now you're applying today to the startups you work with? Um, you know, you have to meet founders where they are. And so, you know, what we try to do at the fund is really look at the companies and the founders kind of holistically and say, like, you know, how is it that we can support you mm-hmm. as opposed to kind of putting founders in a box? Like, you need those metrics or you need your team to look like this. Mm-hmm. Um, every team is, is slightly different. So we try to kind of use empath and we're all founders and we've all gone through the journey. Um, right. And so we try to put ourselves in in those founders shoes. And a lot of that I got from my training at Techstars for sure. Interesting. And I, I was curious how how that so you started that as a side hustle at Techstars and you're seeing a little bit more of that. Is that something that was helpful? Like did they support that? I'm curious what the appetite for that kind of work is with with Techstars having their own stuff and like how do you how do you keep it all straight? You you're involved in so many things. Like you're like you got this table Phil. I'm gonna put up the startup investment over here and then out over I here. Mean, like, how does when that work? you love your work, yeah. um, when your work feels like your life, you yeah. have a lot of capacity. Okay. Um, and so I had a lot of capacity at TechStars, and yeah. um, that was really kind of nurtured by the leadership at TechStars. And right. at some point, it felt like it was the right time to be mm-hmm. investing in myself. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I, I think that we all kind of believe that more money and more support and resources and mentorship into the early stage. Mm-hmm. And so whether it's coming from my checkbook or someone else, I think it's a very it's very collaborative. Yeah. And that's actually one of the things I, I love about early stage. It's quite different at the Series A and Series B where people are competing. Right. I mean, take solo funds. It's a great example. Um, you know, that that took a village, right? It took a syndicate of investors and we all, you know, Erica's in that too. And we all, and you're in that and we all kind of, you know, are leaning in. And so I think at early stage, I love the collaboration Mm -hmm. between investors that really want to support founders. And when it later, it becomes a very different game, I think. I guess I'm curious how you've been in this long enough to see the change in what early stage means, right? What are your thoughts on that? Because it's now shifted so far up to like series A's that are like, (laughs) Eight million dollar pre-seeds, anybody? Yeah, well, you're right. That's I what mean, I'm I think. I think it's just a moment in time. I don't believe that this is really the new normal. Um, I think that we're at an interesting time. If you're a founder, it is an amazing time. So go get that money. Um, <laughs> but I also think, you know, going back to the tweet, like you have to be careful, right? So if you take massive amounts of money at really high prices, at some point that does catch up to you. And I think there's this kind of funny perception that the money, that the downstream money, like they're dumb. Like Tiger is not dumb, right? Right. They might be uh, less price sensitive and Mm -hmm. so they'll pay high valuations. Mm -hmm. They're not investing in crappy companies, right? Right. And they're doing a lot of actual diligence on it. And so, you know, if you're not building, um, you know, real products and you're not able to monetize, like, that, that'll um, catch up with you quite quickly. That makes sense. Um, so I guess what's, you've kind of spun out that, that hub and spoke model of like having these different, different feeders or scout systems. What else, I guess, how did that come to fruition? Is that just a pull or was that something in your, your master plan? And then like, what's kind of next for y'all? Well, it was definitely pull. It was pull from the ecosystems. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'd also say like, um, my colleagues at Techstars, many of them that are working with me. And so I think it wouldn't have been possible without the support of kind of the larger ecosystem. There are many people in this room that have actually funded my, um, have, have funded uh, my fund, right? I walk around and I'm like, oh, that person's an LP, that person, oh, cool. it's all founder and operator capital. And yeah. so there's really, um, you know, this, this interesting community that's come together from, you know, people like you. So it's been incredible. 
in terms of what's next, um, you know, no, more of the same, bigger, um, you know, more geographies and, um, you know, hopefully some larger checks as well. Okay. Um, okay. So I guess for all the startup founders here and you, you've seen a bunch, you, you're, you judged a bunch of companies and you're gonna be mentoring stuff like tomorrow. What, um, I guess, what's some advice that you give them? Like what, let's pretend this is your tech stars crew that you've you know done tons of classes for. What are some of the things that you do to prep them for being successful out there in the early stage? I mean, just having a very crisp kind of, not just like your pitch, but, you know, um, really understanding who you are and how to communicate that is so important, right? You need to like inspire people. And um, I often find founders, you know, they get in the weeds really quickly. And I always say like your job is to inspire, not to educate, right? And so you just need to kind of get me excited, get me, get me wanting to take that meeting mm -hmm. as opposed to going super deep in the weeds. So my biggest piece of advice is just like get people excited, show your energy, um, your passion for what you're doing, but you know, keep it a little bit high level. I like that. So get get excited, not not educate. I mean, because yeah, because you know, as a founder, like you, everyone is. You feel like the world is attacking you, and that you need mm -hmm. to be smarter and better, and all oh, these every things. Every single detail. Yeah, and like, so you're like, and then we also do this, and then it's this. Yeah, and it's like, it's whoa! Yeah. I, as a stupid person, like I just <laughs> need to like the only thing I can only remember like two things, right? right. So give me like your two things mm -hmm. that I can come away with and be like, yes, that is what you're about. And um, I do think it's hard just to like simplify it and just be really concise and crisp. Thank you, Jenny. Loved hearing those stories from uh, you and sharing your, your passion for supporting uh, startup founders everywhere. All right. I want to again mention somebody from our amazing community here t today, uh, Tax Taker. It's just about time for those taxes to get filed. And uh, wanted to share that Tax Taker helps tech founders across the country get billions of dollars back from Uncle Sam every year from you know from their work with startups and they it's pretty incredible actually there's these research and development tax credits that are available to any tech startup that's actually developing developing products or technology and uh, you don't have to be profitable to qualify yet so just all you have to do is go over to our friends at tax taker fill out a form they'll get back to you it's free it's pretty easy to do and uh, they'll be able to help help you file your taxes this year so you can potentially not leave money on the table, which sounds great to me. So go over to taxtaker.com forward slash S-O-T-Y. Again, it's taxtaker.com forward slash S-O-T-Y to learn more. All right. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed enjoy the conversation today with Jenny Fielding. We'll have more another conversation for you soon. If you loved it, please do let us know via our reviews. And if you didn't, please let us know as well. And please share this episode with anyone you think might find it helpful. We believe in sharing and sharing obviously is caring. So Thanks so much, and uh, this, that's the episode for today. And remember, if you have a startup idea and you want to get it going, today is the best day to start up, not tomorrow, not the next day. Get it going, get, it, get iterating, and we encourage you to join our community for access to support, expert advice, and resources. Everything you need to elevate your startup by simply going to startupofyear.com, or you can go to the short link, which is soty.link forward slash apply. Until next time, I'm Frank Gruber. We'll see you out there. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for listening to the Startup of the Year podcast. Be sure to subscribe and we'll be back with another episode soon.